It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Masterplan world. Welcome to our final bonus podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Masterplan, author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. And it's that marketing bit we're going to be covering in a lot of detail today. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. It is awesome to have you here. And uh, please do check out our normal interview podcast as there's lots of great content across them. If you're one of our regular listeners, it's great to have you here again. And I hope you find these bonus episodes useful in your business. However many of my podcasts you've listened to, I always love to get your feedback. So just message me on Twitter at Chloe underscore ECMP. This is our series of three bonus episodes, Customer Attraction Tips, presented by me, Chloe Thomas of ecommercemasterplan.com in association with Shopify. And this is a key part of our 2016 campaign to help you focus on your customers and thus grow your business. You can find out all about that campaign at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash the customer. Again, a huge thank you to Shopify for being our first ever e-commerce master plan podcast sponsor. It's been great to have them on board for this project. And if you're if you're struggling with email signups on your platform, then do do go and check them out because they're great for that. Shopify is, of course, not just for e-commerce. You can use it in your physical shop or your market store to accept payments and keep all your stock in sync. As part of our relationship with Shopify, I'm able to offer you 15% off their fees. Just head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify to find out all about that very special Masterplan World Only offer. So this series is all about customer attraction, because this quarter we're focused on how you can get more potential customers to your website and start that all important trust building conversation with them. This is our third episode and final episode of this bonus series. In the first two, we covered the topics of marketing you can use to get the attention of your potential customers and customer first content marketing. You can access both of those right now in all the usual places. This time, the topic is 20 ways to increase your customer customer email signups. So we're moving on from how to attract customers to how to turn them from unknown potential customers into known potential customers by getting them to sign up to your emails. Just like last time, we'll be covering a lot. So make sure you get it all um, by signing up to get the full transcript for free. That's everything I've said written down in a PDF. So you can sign up for that at the show notes page for this episode, which is ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash bonus six. That's the number six. And we'll also send you the transcripts of the other two shows. So you sign up once and you'll get all three. So let's get stuck in. I'm coming at everything in this series with the aim of helping you, someone working in a small, medium e-commerce business to attract more potential customers to your website and start that trust building conversation. In the first episode, we cover getting their attention um, and starting the conversation off your website. In the second episode, we covered how to build that conversation on your website. And today we're going to talk about the aim of it all, which is to maximise the number of unknown potential customers we can turn into known potential customers, i.e. the number of people we need signed up to your emails. So in this podcast, very much culminating our series, I'm going to be taking you through 20 tips on how to increase your email signups, which I've organised into four different categories. 
Those categories are the basic email sign-up must-dos, hopefully you'll all find quite quick to achieve, um, how we can use some of the clever tech that's now available to us to increase our sign-up rate even further. We're then going to dive into the murky world of incentivizing people to sign up and how you could go about doing that if it fits with what you're aiming to do. Our final section is all about getting email signups from places other than your own website. So we'll look through a few different ways that you can accelerate that email growth by going off-site. You can get the bullet point list of the 20 tips that we'll be looking at in today's show from the show notes itself. So they're, they're right there for you. And of course, there you can download the full transcripts. That's ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash bonus six. And I've organised the list in the order you should tackle it. So today there's no specific where to start section because that's essentially what the entire episode is about. I'm not going to be covering what you should be doing once you have the email address. So this is all about getting the email address, not about welcome sequences or broadcasts or any of that kind of thing. Little warning before we start, which is really important this time. Um, this advice is not designed for big enterprise businesses, although to be honest, you will probably find all of this useful because uh, all of this is equally relevant to enterprise level. Um, but more importantly than that, it's coming from a geographically neutral perspective. I am not taking note of any uh, I'm not bringing this to you from the perspective of any company, any countries rather, um, data protection laws. So please check the relevant legislation availability in your own target countries. I'm not ignoring the subject of data protection because I will be giving you practices which will um, enable you to treat your customers fairly and treat those customers to your website fairly. So we're not ignoring data protection, but we're not paying attention to any specific legislation. So you will need to check out what's, what's okay to do in the countries you're selling into. Right then. Let's get on with our first section, which is which comprises our first nine tips, which is the basic email sign up must do's. And this is all about making sure you've got the basics covered. Hopefully you'll only pick up one or two to do's from this section because hopefully you've got all of this covered already. But let's find out. So number one, ask for the sign up. I know that sounds really obvious, but you'd be surprised how many websites I look at where I can't work out how to sign up. And I want to sign up to their emails, often from a professional standpoint of wanting to see what they're up to. But some some websites, it's like pulling teeth trying to work out where to sign up. So make sure you've asked for it somewhere, because if you don't ask, you're not going to get. That brings us nicely on to tip number two, which is put your sign up form in your footer. This is a great way to make it easy to get that sign up. It's always there. It's there on every page of your site. It's clear. It's somewhere people expect to find a sign up form. So make sure that sign up form is in the footer. Pretty straightforward. Number two. So you can see these basics. Hopefully you're just going to go. Yep. Got that covered. Yep. Got that covered. Number three. Then let's see if we can if you've got this one covered. Use a sign up form that works. Um, and I don't mean when they click the button, the email gets submitted. I mean, the it's easy for the customer to use. So if you pre-filled those boxes with email address and your name and that kind of stuff, make sure the second they click on it, it disappears. Really simple. And also on this topic, make sure your sign up form works on mobiles and tablets. If it doesn't, turn it off on those devices because otherwise you're just giving people a terrible user experience which is going to erode all that great work you've done to build trust with the customer. 
Tip number four then. Use a form that automatically puts the new emails into your system. And by system, I mean your email marketing system. So um, this might sound like another slightly strange thing to be putting on our top tips. But if you if you have to go in or someone has to manually log into the website or download a spreadsheet and then upload it into your email system, one, it's going to give you issues um, in terms of good communications after people sign up in terms of the timeliness of all that, you know, the quick response that you can give to them. But also it gives you a psychological barrier to incent to, to encouraging you to get more email signups. Because if every email signup you get gives you more work to do, it doesn't really help you want to get on with that. So um, make so let's remove that psychological barrier by making sure the form that people are filling in automatically puts those new emails into your system. You don't have to be on a highly clever email marketing platform to be able to do this. MailChimp will do it, or you can use Dotmailer, Adestra, Infusionsoft, Bronto. They all give you the ability to create a nice, straightforward email sign-up form that will automatically bring your customers into your email system. Tip number five, ask for as little information as possible. We've all gone onto those email sign-up forms where you're asked to give them your first name, last name, email address, postcode, country, tick five boxes, spin round three times and then click a button. Please don't do that. <laughs> At this point, our aim is to get the email. Once we've got the email, we can then work on getting everything else. And as we're in e-commerce, the moment someone buys from us, we're going to get everything else anyway. So focus on making sure that you're asking for as little information as possible at this point. At most, you should be asking for their name and their email address. But if you can, if you can manage to persuade the powers that be to do it and get your own head around it, try and just ask for the email. However, I should say on that front, at ecommercemasterplan.com, we ask for the first name and the email because we personalise a lot of our follow-up emails. So there's a lot of hi, Fred, and that kind of stuff. So often, you know, for the follow-up, it can be worth asking for the name as well as the email address. If you're desperate to get extra information out of people, do a two-stage sign-up. And what that means is the sign-up form asks for name and email or just email address. The thank you page they land on after they filled in that form asks them to give you more information. So at that point, you've got the email address and it may be you land them on a page that says, please give us your postal address and then we can send you a catalogue. But you're not creating that barrier that is having to fill in all those fields in the first place. You want the form to be as quick, easy and simple to fill in as possible. Okay, tip number six then. We're still in our basic sign up must do's. Tip number six is to be trustworthy and to be trustworthy by having a safe data statement right there in your in your um, email sign up form. And what I mean by that is a statement that says something along the lines of we respect your data and we will not abuse it. Or it might say um, we care about your data. We promise to never spam you or give your data to a third party. It's just a one-liner. You might want to accompany it with a padlock and it sits there right by the sign-up button. And that will just give people that um, reassurance that you care about how you're going to use their data. So I did say I wasn't entirely ignoring the whole world of data protection here. 
So, but that will increase, or that should increase the number of people who sign up by having that statement there. Number, point number seven is also about being trustworthy. And this time it's about having a clear privacy policy. Some people will want to read the whole of your privacy policy. They won't believe that little statement gives them the whole picture. They will want to go and read the privacy policy. Don't link to it from the form itself because that's just creating clutter. And the clearer that form is, the more likely people will be to sign off. But make sure your privacy policy is up to date. Make sure it's representative of what you're actually doing. Try to put it in some kind of human language um, and make sure there's a clear link to it on your website so it's easy for people to find. Because if they can't find it, they'll assume you're hiding something, whether you are or aren't. Tip number eight, this is the penultimate of our basic sign-up must-dos, is to promise something. You need to promise that you're going to give them something in return for their email address. This is a transaction. I know there's no money changing hands, but there's a transaction. So we said in point number one, we're going to ask for the sign-up to make sure we're telling them we want it, but then we need to promise them something in return and just promising we're not going to spam them isn't enough. You need to be, but that, but, but that promise doesn't need to be huge. So we're not necessarily talking incentives here, cause, not least because we're going to be talking that, about that later. What we're talking about here is promises such as um, you'll hear the latest news about new products and discounts, for example. It doesn't need to be complicated. It might just be find out everything that's going on behind the scenes. But do make sure that whatever you're promising is something you're actually going to deliver. So don't put, you'll get our weekly email newsletter full of tips, competitions and behind the scenes footage. If A, you don't have any behind the scenes footage, two, you don't have a competition planned for at least six months and three, you're not going to be sending it weekly because that is going to cause you problems down the line. So promise something you're actually going to deliver. If it helps, think of it as a reason why they'd want to sign up. Finally, then, in our basic email sign-up must-dos, we have tip number nine. And this is this is to explain what they're going to get clearly. You're probably not going to do this in the sign-up form itself, but you will be explaining it um, if you've got an email sign-up page, which I know a lot of people do have, as well as the, the forms in the footer. You'll explain it there and you'll be explaining it in the privacy policy. This is to explain the fact they're going to get weekly emails. They have the ability to unsubscribe at any time. They have the um, the ability, if you can can manage it, to have prefer you have a preference center which enables people to choose between what sorts of emails they get. So you may even have some examples of the emails that are out there. This is icing on the cake stuff. This last one, but it can make a difference to how many people sign up because you're just showing that you've got nothing to hide and giving them clarity on what they're signing up to. So there we go. That's our basic email sign up must do's section. And there's plenty there for you to go and have a double check that you're working on that. You've got it in place and it's all working how it should do. We're now going to move on to using clever tech to get more. I said earlier that I've structured this in the way I suggest you tackle it. Um, And many of you may be thinking, why are we talking about technology before we talk about incentives? 
Well, the reason for that is that there's such great technology out there now to help us get email signups, then I think we should be looking at um, how we can maximise signups before we start incentivising. Because incentivising means you're starting to pay for email signups. Either you're giving away product discount or something else. So how how high can we get our signup rate before we have to start paying for it? Hence, we're going to talk about the clever tech before we get into incentives. So I've actually only got two tips here, but they're pr- but the second one is massive. So um, we're going to be doing tips 10 and 11 within this section. And the first tip, which is the shorter one, is tip number 10, which is to put your sign up form in more than one place. I touched on it a couple of minutes ago, but um, I see a lot of people only having the sign up form on one page or just in the footer or something like that. So what you need to do is you need to put your sign up form everywhere it's relevant. So that might well be on your contact us page. That's a great place to put it. It might be on your about us page. Find out more about us. Subscribe to our emails. There are places around the site where it makes sense to add these in. Um, So make sure that you've put it in multiple places if if and where it makes sense to do so. So you're using the clever technology that enables you to put multiple sign-up forms wherever you like on the site. And a lot of the email systems will enable you to put a different sign-up form in different places so you can see which places give you more sign-ups. For example, on uh, the e-commerce master plan site, our big sign-up offer at the moment is about the how to get new customers to your website ebook that you get for free when you sign up. Now, we have that on a pop-up we have that also on a page of its own that explains the giveaway and has the, the, the form there. The majority of our signups in the last couple of weeks have been coming in off the page itself, not from the pop-up, which is intriguing and is not what I expected. But, um, but I thought the majority would come in via the pop-up and only a couple of them would come in via the page. So it's always good to make sure you've got multiple places because that enables people to take the route they want to, the route they feel comfortable into gaining enough, enough knowledge about you, a long enough conversation with you before they're ready to give you their email address. I mentioned pop-ups, didn't I? And weirdly enough, you've probably been, been realising I can't possibly get through this podcast without mentioning pop-ups. Well, that's what our... Um, tip number 11 is. 11 is to have a pop-up on your website. And this is the the long-winded bit and the bit I'm going to go into quite a bit of detail on about using clever technology to get more signups. When I say pop-up, I mean an email sign-up form that isn't part of your standard website. So it could be in an interstitial, in a header bar, in a footer bar. It could be a pop-up. It could be an exit pop-up. It could be an overlay. I don't really care about the terminology you use. I care about the fact you have one. So I'm just going to use the generic pop-up. Okay, so it could also be a landing page, which of course fundamentally does not pop up. It just exists. But anyway, we're going to use the, before I go off on terminology, we're going to use the generic pop-up to be all these different types of sign-up forms we can put that aren't part of your website. I hope that makes sense. Having a pop-up in and of itself which is, you know, a, a, a moment where you go sign up and it's pretty much the only thing someone can do. It's front and centre. It's really obvious. You're asking. You've made it e and easy to fill out form. You've done everything we talked about in the basic section, but you've gone, here it is. Do it, people, please. Um, that in itself will make a massive difference 
to your signups. E-Consultancy published a blog post a little while about while ago about the fact that would increase any, on average, it increases a site's conversion rate of visitor to, to email signup by 400%. Roughly speaking, that follows what we've seen on e-commerce master plan. Um, we have a pop-up running. It's not very well set up. It's not very well designed. It um, Because that's an item on my to-do list. So I'll be honest with you, I need to do a lot more and and there's a huge, all this testing we're about to go through, I have all that testing ahead of me. But simply by adding that pop-up to the website, we took our our email sign-up rate from under 1% to a fairly steady 4% of visitors to the site. That's a big old difference. Um, So it's well worth putting one in place. What I now want to go on to is talk about the different ways you can test it. Now, this will depend on what um, software what pop-up software you're using. Um, There are a myriad different options out there. If you're on WooCommerce, I recommend you take a look at Popally. That's the one I just put in place and I can't believe how much you can do with that. It's great and it integrates with most things. Um, But there are great pop-ups available, pop-up widgets, plugins, etc. available all over the shop. So find one that works for you, have a word with your web developers and get them to put it in place. Now, I'm going to run through four different areas that you're going to want to test. The first of those is the type of pop-up placement. So I mentioned this earlier when I said I'm using pop-up as quite a generic term. So different types of pop-up placements are things like whole site overlays. Um, They might be uh, banners that appear and sit at the top above, above the website until someone fills it in, a bit like a cookie warning, or again at the footer of the website, just a bit like a cookie warning. So a footer of the screen, I should say, not of the website until you get rid of it or fill it in. Um, you also have placements um, that can just be, a, you know, a fairly small pop up or they can be a whole page overlay. So there's lots of different formats that you can be testing and you may want to run multiple ones of those at the same time. The second thing you want to look at testing is what triggers that pop-up. So a lot of people have entry pop-ups, you can also, which you see as soon as you get to the website. You can also have pop-ups that appear as someone goes to exit your site. You can have pop-ups that appear as someone scrolled through your site, pop-ups that only appear on certain pages. There's a lot of different ways of getting that pop-up in front of people. So that's a whole list of things to test. Uh, We've also got different pop-up designs. This is a world of opportunity. Different colour buttons, different text, different images, sizing, etc. That can all make a big old difference to how many you get. And there's also the cookie settings piece. So if someone dismisses it, how many days is it before they see it again? That's another element you want to take a look at. Before you, you know, get excited about these testing opportunities, find out what's possible for you and then build a testing plan around it. So I love these pop-ups. Please do test it. It's so easy to put it in place now on your website. Um, So testing these pop-ups is probably going to take somewhere in the region of six months or more, depending on your traffic and what your technology will allow you to do. Once you've got a handle on the pop-up that works best for you, and of course there's law of diminishing returns. So if if you're only getting a tiny incremental increase, time to stop testing the pop-ups and move on to looking at incentives. So this is our section on how you can use incentives to encourage more people to sign up. And I'm going to break this incentives bit down into three different types based on the different outcomes we're aiming for. So those three different types are three more of our 20 tips. 
So here's tip number 12. Incentivize signing up and encourage an order at the same time. So this is the incentive where we're trying to get someone to make their first purchase. This is something which Bonnie of Me So Tasty, who I seem to mention all the time, they, they do this. They have um, a, a discount, 10% off your first order if you give them your email address, um, as do Bureau Direct have their stationary Wednesday where there's discounts for people on their email newsletter. Um, so there's two interviews that you can go and have a listen to, to, to hear about how people are using these to get an order as well as the email address. So here we're talking maybe a PMP, freebie, a discount, or maybe a free gift with order. All those usual promotional incentives that you might be using. So uh, top tip number 13 is about incentivizing signing up for the sake of getting the email. So this is stuff you're doing just to get the email address, just to get that sign up. So this generally comes down to um, to competitions. So, you know, enter this month to win a competition to get a £100 gift voucher for our site, or it might, so it might be a freebie of your own. So they get money from you or they get a, uh, a free product from you. So it's a competition using your own stuff as the prize, or you could try a competition using someone else's stuff as the prize. So um, give us your email this month and you could win a discount on a holiday with at Butlins or something, I don't know. See, you can see brain not working great on examples this morning, but there we go. Um, You get the picture. Tip 14 then, and our final incentivization tip is incentivizing signing up and continuing the conversation at the same time. So in the previous two um, of of this bonus series, we talked a lot about the importance of that conversation that you're building. Um, We've not talked about a lot today because we've got a lot to go through in the world of pop-up, a world of email signups either, they're they're sneaks in pop-ups again. Um, but this is the incentivization method where you're looking to build that trust and continue the conversation. This is where you're offering them sign up to get a free training course, a free download, a free PDF, something which is a piece of content which is going to get them to understand more about your business, more about your products and really start to really see you as a trustworthy source on that subject. So that's um, another few months of testing for you with those incentives. That is, of course, if any of these incentive methods fit with your business and brand. And at this point, it's very much not one size fits all. There are some businesses where all of these incentive ideas are just counter to what they do and they just want to go out with that straight, honest piece. And of course, there's also the warning here of, you know, if you create an amazing competition of incentives, you may get an awful lot of um, bad data signing up. Well, not bad data, but unresponsive data that's just going to cost you money to send to and aren't going to respond because they just enter for the competition, which is why you've really got to keep those competition prizes and everything you're giving away very much in line with your, your overall brand. So that was incentives. Now it's time to jump off site as we enter our final section of um, of advice on getting more email signups, which is getting email signups from places other than your website. So how else can we encourage the email signups from the right people um, without having to do anything on site itself? Tip number 15, on Twitter, you can now run adverts that encourage people to sign up to your emails right there in Twitter. 
I haven't seen any case study data on this of anyone using it. Um, I do intend on testing it myself at some point later this year when I've got the right um, incentive piece, the right messaging to be putting into that message. So if anyone's doing that, anyone has a go, please do let me know how that works. And of course, on Twitter, we can do an awful lot of targeting to try and make sure we're in front of the right people, a bit like we talked about in the first of the, this bonus series when we talked about uh, targeting then. Tip 16, uh, we're moving over to Facebook. And there is, of course, the call to action on your page, on your Facebook page. Many uh, e-commerce businesses have this set to shop with us. Um, but that's quite a big leap from Facebook in the conversation to go straight to buying. So why not test for a month changing that call to action over to sign up and taking people through to your sign up page and see what happens to the response you're getting from that. Tip number 17, advertise for email signups to previous site visitors. This is using your remarketing. So when we've got people who've been to our website, they've never bought anything, we can identify them on um, both the Google advertising Google remarketing code. We can uh, we can identify those people on the Facebook remarketing code and pretty much any other remarketing code you, you're using out there. The adverts we send to those people are either about products they looked at. We can send them generic ones about our brand. Why not give it a go with the email signups? Want to know more about our business? Sign up to our emails. Click here to find out more. Again, not something I've heard any case studies on, but to me, if I was in charge of an e-commerce business, it'd be something I'd be testing. Number 18 then, and this is a really important one that people get all strange about um, and fail to do a lot of the time, but it's really important to, to, to make sure this is part of what everyone in your team is doing. And that's to ask during human interactions. If you have physical stores, when people come in, make sure you're asking them to sign up. And all the above applies, apart from pop-ups, quite hard to do pop-ups in a physical store. But all the rest of the tips we've done apply to asking for emails in the shop. Likewise, when someone phones into your business or when you're over customer services, email communications, Facebook communications, etc., make sure you're asking at that point, would you like to be added to our email list? I think you find it useful. This is what, what you'll get. Tip 19 sign up competitions with good fit partners. So if you sell fishing tackle and you have the opportunity of running a competition in correspondence with Fishing Tackle Monthly um, and you can get free advertising space with them for offering a prize with a sign up form which is correctly data protectioned so as you're both entitled to the sign up data, that could be a great way to quickly get a large number of people onto your list from a specific locate from a specific um, partner's list. Um, a couple of things with this. One, make sure you pick those partners carefully because you want good quality data. You just don't, you don't want any old thing. Um, and two, make sure that you are able to track the performance of those people separately so you can see if they were good quality data. If any of these ideas resonate, give it a test and I would love to hear how you get on. My last and final tip number 20 I'm pretty certain you could all guess what it's going to be, but it is optimise and test. You cannot ever stop focusing on optimising and testing your email sign-up processes. Every business is different, so never assume something will work. But if you see something that someone else is doing that you think will work for you, test that. and Go back through this list again and again and again. Every time you're doing a marketing planning session, look at this list and see, right, what should we be trying to increase our email signups right now?
So your to-do list, and as some of you will remember from all our bonus series, I do like to sum up with a quick to-do list check for you. This time it's pretty simple. Number one, go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash bonus six, that's the number six, and download the full transcript as a handy reference guide to this episode. It's free, you'll get the transcripts from the other two. And there's also a checklist of the top 20 available on that page as well for you. Number two, the basic email sign up must do's. Work your way through that section and do all the elements you can within there. Number three, work your way through the clever tech to get more. So make sure you've got pop-ups happening and you're testing that pop-up to maximise your email sign-up rate. Number four, incentivize people to sign up. Test some of those incentives. Test the ones you think will work for you and see what impact they make and if it's worth the additional cost for the uplift you get in sign-ups. Number five, Get email signups from places other than your website. Have a think about any of those that could work for you. Give them a test, see what happens. And unsurprisingly, number six, keep optimising. Keep looking at those results, keep improving things, keep tweaking things and looking for areas for improvement. This was the third and final in our series of three bonus episodes, Customer Attraction Tips, presented by me, Chloe Thomas of ecommercemasterplan.com in association with Shopify. It's been great having Shopify being partners with us in this particular podcast series. So uh, don't forget to go and find out all about the special Masterplan World 15% off Shopify discount at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify. And if you're struggling with email signups on your platform and other things, you really want to take a look at Shopify. It's amazing what you can do with it and how big you can grow with it. Thank you for listening to this show. And if you've missed any of this series, you can catch up at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or in iTunes, etc. Have a great week, everyone, and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.